The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to the Buck Brief. Our friend Michael Malice is back in the mix. He is the author of the excellent book, The White Pill, and also the host of You're Welcome with Michael Malice. Uh, Michael, great to see you again, sir. Tell me, uh, what's what's your response? Because People are going to be watching and listening to this right after the first round of results has come in from Iowa. You surprised at all about what's happening in American politics? What do you see happening? Uh, I'm a little surprised because uh, there was a question about whether the establishment would be able to get enough support to at least put a dent into stuff into Trump's momentum, uh, especially with you know plenty of these kind of sub- suburban swing voters. Um, I think it was obviously, you know, a very decisive victory for him. Remember, you know, he lost Iowa, came in second in 2016. This seemed to be a path for him. Um, and I also think it's really my favorite thing. I think Trump is much better as a candidate than as a president, and especially because he causes his opponents to degenerate into the stupidest, uh, like juvenile versions of themselves. So seeing that play out in social media and in the corporate press is something that is kind of enjoyable to watch. And I missed that from 2015. Do you think Trump is 
in a good spot to go all the way against Biden. I mean, the, the part of this that I can't seem to really fully get my hands wrapped around is uh, they've got to know at some level that, you know, the polls were right in Iowa, right? And the polls got, they nailed it pretty much. And so yep. the, oh, you can't trust polls. You can't trust polls if people are playing games and everything's within three or four points, right? I mean, you know, there are ways that there can be manipulation. 30 points, if, if pollsters can't get it right by that kind of number, and, you know, then there's no reason for that to be polling. My question to you, Michael, is Biden's behind in every state that matters, right? In every state that's up for grabs to Trump right now before Trump's even the nominee. What's their game going to be? Like, are, are they just, are they in an impossible situation? What do you see the Democrats doing? Well, I mean, Trump was behind in every, you know, everywhere that mattered in 2016 as well, and he pulled it out. So, you know, you all remember, I mean, 2022 was supposed to be this red tsunami, and that didn't end up happening. Yeah. So just because Biden is behind every state now, uh, if you want to look at, if you want to really put on your uh, um, old person hat, go back to 1980. At this point, I think Carter was just completely clobbering Reagan, and he obviously was decimated come November. So we have a long way to go. I also think people underestimate what Democratic tricks have they have up their sleeve. I don't mean particularly the Biden campaign, but you do have this whole media and legal apparatus designed to keep President Trump from returning to the Oval Office. So uh, who knows who's going to start getting arrested and imprisoned between now and November at the very least. The other thing that scares me is there's a big incentive now for Biden to escalate war, because historically speaking, as at the very beginnings of wars, that tends to enormously improve the approval ratings of the commander in chief. So the fact that this is one of the few actions he can take that would possibly result in better standing for him in the polls is something that I think is very disheartening to think about. What do you think about what's going on in U Ukraine? Um, and did you see this guy, Coach Red Pill, uh, who used to do this al kind of like alpha male coaching stuff on YouTube and I mean, I've seen some of his videos before. Some of what he said, I can't speak to, you know, I don't know the guys, but some of what he said, I said, oh, this guy is actually making some interesting points. Um, I've seen maybe one or two clips of his videos in the past. Anyway, he was in custody in Ukraine. He's an American citizen. He is dead. Uh, what was going on there? And, and what do you think is happening in Ukraine overall? Because I don't see, I just, I'll just say this. I don't see a lot of people hanging Ukraine flags out their windows anymore, almost like it was for some people a fashion, because I would think that now more than ever, they would want to be all in. Yeah, I think uh, we don't really know what's going on in Ukraine, and we can't really know, because at the very least, even if you take everything at face value and think people have good, honest motivations, the opponents are still watching the same news everybody else is. So at the very least, you're going to have to play your cards close to your chest because you don't want to give uh, the opposing forces too much information. I think it's become very clear that for a long time, Zelensky wanted to, on some level, cut some kind of deal with Putin. And he had some gun to his head, whether from the U.S., NATO, or other European countries, who knows. And I think the fact that this is kind of now becoming quietly spoken about as a possibility is at least something to hope for in terms of minimizing civilian casualties on both sides. Of course, you know, the guy you mentioned, Coach Redville, he did follow me on Twitter. I did not know his work. And whenever you hear of an you know, American citizen you know, being murdered abroad, it's just it's obviously very disheartening, and especially how little seems to have been done uh, yeah. about it. If maybe if he had been some kind of LGBT athlete, then the Biden administration would have been 
much more worked up to and motivated to uh, bring him home safely. But it's 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 tough when you hear stories like this, especially when someone who's has some a little bit of a name and and who didn't seem to be particularly a, a nefarious person. Now you're from that part of the world, right? I mean, for our audience, whoever knows. I mean, you you grew didn't you grow up in uh, what what was the city you were born in? I grew up in this uh, um, obscure town called Brooklyn. You oh. might have heard of it. I was born in Ukraine. I left there when I was one and a half. So okay, yeah, I, yeah. I can't so you, say you, I, but you were. I'm right. I, you maybe look at me like I'm crazy. You were born in Ukraine. I just think that's an interesting factoid. I, I, I was born in Ukraine. That's, that's true. Um, but I obviously I don't have any um, memory of it whatsoever. And obviously, uh, not that you're saying otherwise. The Ukraine in the '70s is you know complete and. Uh, that's yeah, totally different from from, from what we're doing now. I, I was just I was just pointing that out because I thought it was an interesting factoid, like uh, you know something that people um, you know wouldn't necessarily know because actually you grew up here in America and and obviously don't speak with an accent or anything. But um, how do we end that whole thing though? Because one thing that I've seen is you know Trump has said I'll end it on day one, and everyone's like yeah he'll end it on day one. Okay, well how? Like what does it look? What does ended look like to you? I, I, yeah, I'm going to be a little pedantic when you say, how do we end it? I don't think we end it. I think they end it, right? I well, think that, this is very that, much... That's a fair point. How do they end it? Right. right? I think it's going to be very much a matter of Putin and uh, Zelensky and other Eastern European leaders and Central European leaders sitting down and cutting a deal. Um, I think Putin is going to end up with some gains. I think that is in some ways a bad message to send. I think NATO is going to be expanded, which is also something I'm not particularly in favor of. And when you start having these kind of backdoor international treaties, it really hurts the sovereignty of every individual country. And my big concern is that Biden or whoever the next president might be is going to lock us into more of these treaties that's going to impose the need to have American troops on the ground in places they should never set foot and begin with. So... That's I mean, yeah. I think that there's going to have to be a negotiated settlement to this and an end to it. Um, what is your biggest concern for America these days? Um, my biggest concern for there's a lot. That that's a great great question. I I, I think the the metrics are going in a positive direction uh, in every sense almost. But my biggest concern, and I think this is something that pretty much everyone watching this is going to agree with, is some sort of World War Three escalation. Uh, in that we're fighting in China, we're fighting in the Middle East, we're fighting in Eastern Europe, uh, maybe even in South America. I think there is an enormous um, center of power in Washington and elsewhere that would love for this to happen. I think Nikki Haley is clearly their candidate who is champing at the bit for this to happen. And that is something that is my biggest concern for America, no question. That that, I, I, that was funny. It was going to be my next question. I mean, do you think that the I was going to ask you about Nikki Haley. Let me broaden it out a little bit. You'll often hear from people on the right who um, are, I think, generally very in touch with the mentality and uh, psychology of, of the base. They'll say that there is a a war contingent of the GOP and that it is as straightforward as they get their jollies from the exertion of American power on the global stage and they like all those stock options from Boeing, Raytheon, et cetera. Do you, do you think, I mean, is that, how real is that? I know there's some truth that obviously Nikki Haley is on the board of Boeing, but is that an oversimplification in your mind or is that actually just scratching at the surface of it? No, they're also sociopaths who are power hungry and enjoy the, ide the idea of being imperialists 
without having to have that label attached to them. So when you're bombing other countries overseas and you get to call yourself the good guy, uh, I think it kind of feeds off to that power. But I, I do think, you know, you know, Eisenhower very famously warned about this. The war machine has been going on for a long time. Uh, Liz Cheney needs a third house. So if your sons and daughters have to be slaughtered overseas, that's just too darn bad. Um, and the thing is why I think these people are malevolent is because there's never this sense of, you know what, we, you know, bungled it last time. Maybe we should think twice the second time, right? It's like if you and I, you know, opened a restaurant and, and the restaurant folded, we'd be like, all right, before we open another restaurant, what did we do wrong? Let's engineer this. You know, something yeah. didn't happen correctly. But there's never this reflection. There's never this sense of, oh, you know, on our way out of Afghanistan, we killed a bunch of kids. Oops. I mean, no one even got fired, let alone reprimanded for killing innocent children. So, I mean, when you speak about you know levels of evil, that's the kind of thing where it's just something that's beyond what you and I or pretty much anyone listening to this would um, wrap their heads around. These people are far closer to, um, you know, Jeffrey Epstein than to Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Well, let's come back and, uh, and discuss a little more about the uh, trajectory of the GOP, and also maybe we can get you to tell me some of the things you think are going in the right direction these days, because you mentioned that. But first up, you know, artificial intelligence dominates the headlines in the tech world. The impact of AI is undeniable. But according to tech expert Colin Tedards, this is just the beginning of a new era that could make you wealthier than ever before, but you have to act on the right information. In Colin's mind, there's one mega tech company that is all in on AI. This company spent over $200 billion on their AI project. Think about that, $200 billion with a B. The CEO says that AI will impact everything. Through Colin's knowledge, he's found a little-known supplier that's giving a key piece of technology to make all this new AI possible. He's confident anyone who gets shares in this supplier could see massive gains. Get all the details online at this website, newaiproject.com. Is this a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? You decide. Newaiproject.com, paid for by Brownstone Research. Uh, So... You have these, I mean, one of the, one of the things that I, I find, I think you brought up a really necessary point, and it's, we've seen what happens when we try to do these wars abroad. Uh, it, it has not worked um, because we actually aren't a true imperialist country. We're not doing mercantilism. We're not just showing up, you know, taking all the diamonds or taking all the oil and then figuring out how to pacify things afterwards. And so the lack of of strategic vision for this stuff, um, I think, is is very obvious because of the failures. But by the same token, you get people that get away with going on TV and saying, yeah, Ukraine and Russia are locked in this trench warfare. I think it's literal trench warfare in some parts of the front. Uh, But if we don't do everything to keep this war going against Russia, they're going to roll through Poland and Germany and France, et cetera. Like, how, how is that something that anyone can say with a straight face? They say it all the time. Well, I'll give you an even better example. There were over 50 intelligence officials that claimed that Hunter's laptop yeah. was, had hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Now, if I was a media outlet and I repeated this with a straight face because I'm not an expert on Russian misinformation, I'll defer to experts, people who have you know, inside knowledge – and when I get, if I got burned that badly by all of them, I would have never have them on my show again because I'm like, you know what? I trusted you. You made me look like a fool. But that's not the case. So the reason is these people never have consequences for their lies and depravity because they're in bed with these media outlets because they're saying what the people behind the media outlets want them to say. So there's no sense of accountability. And that's the one good thing, excuse me, that's one that one of the great things about social media 
is now in real time, you can fact check their lies and propaganda. And people are, I think, are coming to understand that people in the military who are, you know, historically revered often themselves have a, an agenda that is not in line with America's interests. Do you think, and I mean this in the sense of recent, as in maybe the last six to 12 months, do you see the legacy corporate media losing ground and under pressure in ways that we never really have before? Do you, do you, have we entered a new phase? Is that is that too strong? How would you gauge where things where things are with that? We are in a new phase specifically because of one feature on one social media website, which is community notes on Twitter. So for those of you who have lives of like Buck and myself who aren't spending all your days on Twitter. How it works is New York Times, CBS News, some other outlet sends out a tweet uh, that is about an article or, or you know, an interview or something like that. If they lie in that article or story, the community, the Twitter community can put a community note that fact checks uh, the story. And the note's always written objective language. It's not like Trump's the best. It's like they are claiming this. These are the facts. And here are the links. So this is happening in real time constantly that as soon as they put out some uh, propaganda they're called on it immediately. So to be to have that microphone, imagine you and I are giving a speech and you're promoting your candidacy or I'm promoting mine. And as soon as you as a politician say something, someone interrupts and goes, actually, Buck, when he was you know governor, he increased spending. Immediately, your capacity to persuade people and manipulate them is nipped in the bud. So this is something that is unprecedented. In the same way people can imagine growing up, if you're watching the evening news at dinner with the family and on TV, as, as Dan Rather's line, it would just fact check him. This is something that would never have happened before and is happening now in real time. And we have Elon Musk to thank for this. Yeah, I think that people, and I just, I just re- read actually the um, Isaacson biography of, of Elon, and it gave me a little more, I, I knew a fair amount about his career, but more of the backstory, particularly on SpaceX than I had had before. And uh, he's a guy right now who is doing I, I think it would be hard for me to make the case that there's anyone who is doing more of benefit to hum- truly of benefit to humanity on a global level than Elon Musk. And it's interesting because because of what you just said, now the left has turned on him right now. Now, a lot of people that used to be pro Elon because he has bought Twitter and a lot or calls it X now, um, they don't care about the fact that he's doing more for electric cars and doing more for space exploration and battery technology, et cetera, et cetera, than anyone else in the world. Because it's never been about SpaceX and battery power. It's always been about power. And that's all that matters. And I would remind people that, you know, always complain, oh, my, oh, so many people are against me. It's never about having majorities, about having an alternative. And to everyone listening to this, remember, for decades, uh, people were having strokes and heart attacks because Fox News and Roger Ailes, there was one network on cable that had any sort of alternative uh, to the overwhelmingly progressive corporate propaganda elsewhere. Not that Fox didn't have its own sense of propaganda. Uh, and now they would wish to go back to a time where the furthest right and only alternative people had was Fox News. So we're going in a very positive direction in terms of people having alternative uh, alternatives to the official corporate media narrative. Uh, and that is one of the reasons I'm so hopeful for the future of this country. I want to push more on that or get, get more into that, Michael. His book is The White Pill, Everybody, and a white pill is a thing that is good, that makes you feel optimistic, right? So the opposite of taking the, like, uh, well, the red pill is eye-opening, right? Black pill is like everything is terrible, right? Isn't this how this goes? I have my... Everything what? It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's not just terrible. It's done. Like, there's no hope. 
Oh, yeah. No, no hope. Right. Okay. Black pillars is no hope. White pillars, there's hope. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, and Michael can close this out on, on a positive note there. But at 2024, and look, a lot of people are trying to get their finances in order. There's some great news for new homeowners. Interest rates have dropped, and now they're in the fives, a lot lower than they were last year. So if you've been buried in high interest credit card debt, now's the time to break free. American Financing can help you access the cash in your home to pay off your high interest debt. Last year, their salary-based mortgage consultants helped customers save an average of $854 a month. It's like giving yourself a $10,000 raise. Look, I got my primary mortgage for my home where I live from American Financing. So this is who I went with. You can trust them, too, to give you a great rate and the best possible customer service. Call American Financing today, 866-890-9392. That's 866-890-9392. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, Um, So positive things. You mentioned this. Things moving the right direction in this country. Elon X, community notes, that's great. What else do you see that's making you think it's not all over yet? Now we're taking on the universities, finally. I've been champing, I've been yelling about this for years. I, I, I would tell everyone listening to this, who would you rather have on the Supreme Court if you had to have between these two choices? Nine random Democratic senators or nine members of the New York Times editorial board? And then ask yourself, who would you rather have? Nine members of the New York Times editorial board or nine Harvard social studies, uh, social, um, social studies professors? It's very obvious who are the most depraved people in this situation who are the least accountable and who have been the most um, cocooned from having to take on any hits or any damage. Now that the fight is being taken directly to the universities, which is where all the poisoning starts, which are really the kind of hives of uh, the worst people and the worst ideas in this country, uh, that is why I'm so excited. For decades, the fight was in Washington where media journalists just lob bombs without any kind of pushback because they were in their barricades and behind them were the uni- was the university system. And now that we've stormed those first two breaches and are storming the first, this is why I am so excited about where things are going. Uh, the fact that Harvard tried to defend Claudine Gay and then had to publicly back down in a very humiliating way is just the tip of the iceberg and something that's absolutely beautiful and should harden everyone listening to this. Fantastic. Michael Malice, everybody. Michael, where can folks go to uh, watch and listen to your welcome? Uh, anywhere podcasts are available, Spotify, YouTube. Great. Go check out Michael's work. Maybe he'll have yours truly on as a guest soon because, you know, Michael's people love it when Mike makes fun of my hair on, on his show. So, you know. I never make fun of your hair. I make fun of your head. You know, I like to pretend it's just my hair because that feels less personal than the fact that my cranium is huge. <laughs> so anyway. All right, man. Well, you let me know. I'll come and hang out. And uh, Michael Malice, everybody, thanks so much, buddy. Good to see you. It's a pleasure, Buck. Who is there for heroes of the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, the foundation's gold star, fallen first responder, smart home and homeless veteran programs, comprise their in-the-line-of-duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes 
Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.